0: Welcome back to the Steven Talk Soccer Podcast. This is the first episode of my new series, a rescue series, where we look to rescue every team that's in dire straits currently in the world of European football. Okay, settle down, settle down, settle down. It is essentially a like a rescue mission, and I look to rescue the team that are in desperate need of rescuing across the, the European stuff five, Europe's top five leagues, and the uh, This episode is going to be focused around Everton. So all of the Toffees fans and everyone that that loves the blue side of Merseyside, this episode is for you. Stay tuned, get prepared, strap in, as I love to say, and uh, the good news and all the, the good and great ways that you can improve your side and how I think you guys can improve your side and go back to being the traditional glorious side you once were throughout the early eighties and nineties and go back to the top of the English pyramid of football. (music) Everton who were founded in 1878, so roughly 144 years ago and they play their football at Goodison park. And are currently managed by a former Liverpool manager, which obviously, if you know anything about this history of this club, they despise their Merseyside neighbours in Liverpool. And Rafa Benitez, who's arguably Liverpool's greatest ever manager, you could argue that with, uh, you know, potentially how great Jurgen Klopp has been at Liverpool since he's come in in the last five or six years. But Rafa Benitez is definitely one of Liverpool's most iconic managers and um, I guess cult hero like figures within the entire club so he's highly 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 regarded and very well appreciated across both at the Merseyside at this point although Everton of course have had much less success with Rafa Benitez up until now but follows my instruction things could definitely be on the up Everton who are also have uh, their chairman as Bill Kenwright he's the chairman of And he's been the chairman since 2004, so definitely a very well-versed man with regards to Everton. The owner, who's above him, is Farhad Mushiri, who's also a new appointment in Everton as well. Clearly wants to take the club in a new direction and bring them back to the same place that I'm trying to bring them back to in this very same episode. So... Hopefully his opinions and my opinions align. And theoretically, I'm not saying what I'm what I'm going to give is everything's blueprint for success. But I do think that uh, some of my suggestions would clearly would prove beneficial for them in the long run. But Everton, uh, without any further introduction of their success, when I say success, because they're a very successful club traditionally, as they've won the English First Division nine times. They've won the FA Cup five times, and this is the last time that they've won any trophy in in their history. And the last time was in 1995. They won the FA Cup for the fifth time in 1995. And obviously, if you guys don't know, they they had a huge... Uh, not a huge. I mean, it was meant to be huge, but it was a, a bit of a... Uh, internal issue in, in the sense that they had a bit of a protest that happened in between the game uh the game between arsenal and everton where everton fans left the stadium at the 27th minute to show their disgust and disdain towards the everton board and just the club overall for the fact that they have not been able to win a trophy in 27 years it was a statement that didn't really ring too too or didn't really bring any real uh, traction because they ended up winning that game, first of all, against Arsenal. And secondly, everything have kind of forgotten thought process behind the whole protest as they're just trying to figure out their, their feet and look to focus on matters at hand directly in the Premier League. I find their feet, find their form from now until the end of the season. Uh, they've been in the Premier League for thirty years, so even though they're sitting currently in fifteenth place. In the Premier League table, they have been in the Premier League for thirty years, so it's not a not a question of are they going to get relegated. Although Everton have flirted with relegation at various times and and points throughout the their thirty times and thirty times the thirty different seasons in the Premier League and English top flight, uh, they won the English Super Cup, the Community Community Shield nine times, and as, as well as the Cup Winners' Cup um, one time as well. But, uh, just to move on from that, Everton, who, when you look at them, are kind of an in, be, kind of in a in-between stage of being an underdog, but also wanting to be remembered and recognized for their success of the past. And they suffer from a little bit of Arsenal syndrome. And what is Arsenal syndrome, you might ask me? Arsenal syndrome is essentially the thought that you start to only really talk about what you used to do and you stop thinking about what you do in the moment and what you can do in the future. Arsenal are starting to change that slowly and we'll do another episode on them as a a whole as well because I think a lot of clubs, once their greatest ever manager leaves, like Everton, and I would argue one of the best ever managers of recent history is definitely David Moyes, uh, whose uh, whose success was was exceptional with with Everton, getting them as high as Fifth place, which was also achieved by Roberta Martinez as well, uh, one season with Everton as well, but it wasn't to be. Obviously, you know their their opinions did not line up, and one they went in opposite directions. And now David Moyes is at West Ham, thriving and showing Everton fans and the club of Everton exactly what he cap- what he's capable of if he. Um, were to have stated Everton, of course, he went to Manchester United to become Sir Alex Ferguson's heir, which is also another episode I have to do covering. I guess, like I said, the managers who big managers who have left their clubs and now they they kind of have to catch their catch their their breath and realize that okay, like the guy that we used to have, that was an excellent coach, excellent operator of operations is no longer here. And his replacements and all the replacements that we've seen at United since Ferguson has left, since uh Wenger has left Arsenal, haven't been really fitting the bill so far. And with everything is a similar idea where since David Moyes has left, I mean, they've had Rafa Benitez. They've had Ronald Koeman. They've had Marco Silva. They've had Duncan Ferguson. Uh, they now have, uh, as I mentioned, they now have Rafa Benitez. They've had Ancelotti. They've had a lot of high-profile managers, but they don't seem to suit the, 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 uh, the. I guess the overall image or the profile that Everton are trying to embody and trying to show. Everton have made various design, various signings and are a team that have been crippled by the fact that they continue to sign players that don't fit a certain manager's system more or more rather are just a signing that a previous manager made under his regime but everything don't keep the managers long enough for that coach who made that signing to get the most out of that player and get the most out of what he was trying to build with with making that first initial signing so, you look at pairs like Gilfi, Sacredson, whose name is probably taboo now, and I probably shouldn't even mention for other reasons that you guys can definitely go look up and find out for yourself. But uh, yeah, you look at someone like him, you look at Andre Gomes, you look at the likes of Jean Philippe Bama from uh, from the Bundesliga, who also hasn't really cut it. You look at James Rodriguez underneath uh, Ancelotti. And there are many signings. I mean, Rafa Benitez is tried his best to, to kind of get every one of those players and and previous previous uh, managers decisions on signings and, and transfers into one team and to kind of create a blend or uh, a beautiful combination of former regimes and one current side and everything what they really need to do is scrap all of that and basically go back to the beginning and find out what's the root what are they trying to achieve um, what's the identity and profile they're looking to attract? What what is the main objective that they're trying to get to? Because for so long they've kind of been floating around between fifteenth and seventh and eighth and place. And if you're an Everton fan, that's not obviously not where you wanna be. Everton were once at one point one of the most successful clubs and are one of the most successful clubs in England. So if you compare their previous success in, in you know, in the eras um, behind us now, they and versus what where they are now, it is a much, 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 much different ever since everything side and just the overall reality, the fact that everything fans have had to accept that has been very difficult and very tricky. Of course, the signings of the likes of Damari Gray, Andros Townsend, and Vitali Mikalenko, as well as Nathan Patterson are all excellent signings and will definitely make an impact. And uh, when I return, I will explain to you how exactly these guys can change the everything's cultural and I guess overall identity of the team so that for the future, they're not going to keep making these useless signings, quote unquote, that don't really fit the 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 bill or don't live up to their expectation when their the signing was originally made. When you look at the signings of the likes of Damari Gray, Andrew stonson Vitaly Michalenko, Nathan Patterson, what is being clear is that Everton are targeting very athletic and. Uh, Jack-of-all-trade-like players. Look at the likes of Ben Godry, who, for me, is one of our, uh, everything's best signings in forever. Clearly made a difference since coming from Norwich. I think they should look to target other players of that elk who are a bit younger, a bit more physically capable. I mean, you compare him to the likes of... Uh, Seamus Coleman or maybe even a Michael Keane who aren't the most mobile players anymore, especially the Seamus Coleman, who's obviously I know he's the captain, he's been there for ages and he's the, the last thread of Everton um folklore or Everton tradition before the youngsters and the newer players like Anthony Gordon coming in and Jared Branthwaite coming in and the likes of these other young players coming into the side, such so even John Joe Kenny coming in and sometimes also an Everton Everton through and through player, but we should really be starting from the beginning. So starting from the goalkeeper, Everton have Jordan Pickford in that. He's not a terrible goalkeeper. I think he's serviceable and given where Everton are looking to finish in the table, he's definitely the keeper that can get that done for them. I have a suggestion, however, I think that they should look to sign. A goalkeeper like uh, Sam Johnston from West Brom. I think West Sam Johnston is an excellent goalkeeper. We've seen it for both with England. He's an England international. He's proven at the international level. We've seen it with West Brom both in the championship, which is a very difficult league, despite the fact that it's not the highest level of English football. But we've also seen it in the Premier League with West Brom as well. He's a keeper who's very on, very much on the front, very, very quick with reflexes and extremely adept at catching crosses and and balls in the air, which are things that Pickford struggles with, in my opinion. I think Pickford's best thing is actually he is a bit of a passion merchant, and I do think that his best strength is really his ability to make acrobatic random saves that nobody expects, but he's too inconsistent with that, and I think a keeper like Johnson, who's a bit older than he is, and has a bit more experience, and I think with goalkeepers, uh, the aim should be to look for keepers who... Or players who are a bit older in age, a bit more seasoned, because you want them to have more experience and more understanding of all of the different moments that a game can throw at you. Pickford, who obviously, he's, he's definitely grown into that and been able to pick up that experience, but he's never really reached the level that was expected of him when Everton signed him from Sunderland, which is a common trend across Everton signings, signing players who have never truly made it at the level that they were expected to or at the club, that they were originally at. So I would suggest that Sam Johnson can maybe come in. Of course, not all of these signings can be made, but these are like particular or specific recommendations that could be done in each of these positions that could really fix the team and put them back into a top six conversation, which they haven't been in for at least the like last six or seven years. So moving on to the center backs and uh of course, I'm certain everyone's mentioned this guy's name already, and you guys have probably heard it too, but James Tarkovsky from Burnley, who's uh, currently, his contract is currently running out at the end of the, uh, the end of the season. He's definitely going to be looking for a move upwards. You can guarantee he is. He's also, again, another international for England. Definitely one of the better centre-backs in, in the league. Burnley rarely can see goals. They're very, very defensively sound. They're very, very uh, great at kind of keeping compact, and making sure that there's no leaking, uh, of possession or random and naive mistakes. There's a lot of, a lot of wisdom and knowledge in the likes of Tarkovsky and Ben Mee. But obviously Tarkovsky, the one that's looking to leave is what's being reported. So if that's the case. This is the kind of center back that everything should be targeting. Of course, I understand everything. I've already signed Michael Keane from Burnley. And in my opinion, that hasn't really gone the greatest. So you would think that. The likes of James Tarkovsky wouldn't be that much better, but I think Tarkovsky has a bit more to his game, especially with his overall physique. I think the build that Tarkovsky has is the likes is what really suits Everton style defenders. You look at the likes of Sylvian Distant, who was an absolute brick, as an example. Phil Jagielka, who was an absolute brick as well. I think these are the kind of centre backs that Everton like to have: this very robust and very, but also capable and mobile, especially in the modern game where you need to have uh, very, very athletic and quick-minded and as well as quick-footed players. And before this, everything was struggling. They kept signing the centre-backs that were were useless. I mean, Yeri Mina has not been a terrible signing from Barcelona. He's been decent, but he's not really... Proven himself again. Like I said, that's a word I'm going to keep using. Mason Holgate, who I think is a decent player. There's a good player in there, but he's not at the level to be starting week in week out for Everton. And uh, the only good one I can think of right now is Ben Godfrey, who I think has been great. And he can play literally anywhere across the back line, which shows you how versatile that he is. But uh, James Karkovsky would, would be my suggestion at center back. Moving on to the midfield now. For the Everton midfield, I would suggest. Deli Alli, potentially from Spurs, may be on a loan. Deli Alli, who's obviously disgruntled, he's clearly unhappy at Tottenham. Let's be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. He's clearly not enjoying his time at Tottenham right now, and he's going to be looking for a move away. Whether that's through his own words or just simply through his body language, but we can see he's not the player that he once was in 2015, 2016 when he was scoring goals for fun, easily one of England's brightest and most hot prospects at the time. And clearly on current form, he's not been that player whatsoever. And it, I mean, Conte has done stranger things. It's possible Conte could get the best side of him at Tottenham, but I don't think that's going to happen. His work rate and his and his work ethic rather they don't align with Conte's uh, demands. And that's clear with the way that he's you know, playing and his performances that he's putting out. And I think a team like Everton would give him that platform to get back to being, or somewhat to being that player that we remember him being at Spurs with the likes of Ericsson and Hyunmin Son and Harry Kane and uh, Lamella at the time as well. Just that kind of, you know, that contingent of real Spurs players that Patrickino nurtured and made them who they are today. But I would definitely recommend Dali Alli, potentially Jesse Lingard, a very similar situation who obviously showed us what he's made of at West Ham. And we didn't really see the best of him since leaving West Ham and going back to United. We haven't seen it and we haven't seen it for a while. And we're obviously, if you're a fan of Lingard, and which I am, I think Lingard is a very bright and has that dazzle, that bit of an extra... Um, excitement that he gives you, which I think some teams really lack and miss. And I think everything need that, especially from midfield. They don't really have that attacking 10 that can link the, both the defensive and attacking part of their game seamlessly. And I think the likes of Lingard would really add that dimension to the team, a dimension they're strongly, strongly missing. And if everything could, could decide whether or not they want to be a selling club versus a club that is, uh, that is, one that buys a loan or looks to hold on to players. If they could find a proper balance between those two things, I think they would really benefit from that. But the fact that they treat themselves like the Borussia Dortmund one week, and the next thing you know, they're, uh, I don't know, they're buying Munich who never sell their players. So they really can't decide which side of the coin they want to be on. And I think in order to establish some real identity and a real culture back into the club, they need to come to a, foregone conclusion as to what exactly is their plan for the future. Um, another another name that I would mention as well is Isco from Real Madrid, but this sounds like another James Rodriguez situation, and it possibly could be, but I just know that Isco uh, is another very talented player, and at Madrid, he's not had the greatest of times since Zidane has left. Even in Zidane's second stint, he's been a bit neglected and forgotten. But I do think a player like him will always have talent. He's naturally gifted. And even if he doesn't have the the game experience or the match fitness that he once had, having played all the time underneath Zidane and underneath previous managers, I think he could still do a job for Everton and his kind of technique and skill and his versatility to be able to play in so many different positions will offer everything of really different lethal weapon. And if you can combine any of the players I've just mentioned, especially in the attacking positions with the likes of Richarlison, Townsend, Damari Gray, Dominic Carvalho, and who we haven't mentioned, but I'm going to speak about him in a second, uh, and and Cole, then you really have a great core building. Anthony Gordon, then you really start to have a lot of combinations of youth, experience, technical ability, power, uh, aggression, all the things you need in order to have a cohesive unit. Uh, I think everything would really benefit from a player from any of those three players that I've mentioned in that that kind of attacking 10 position. Like I said, I can kind of distribute the ball from, from midfield and ping out the the beautiful Bruno Fernandez as passes, the Kevin De Bruyne esque passes that we, that we smile and drool over as football fans. But uh, when I return, I will speak about who the key players are for everything and who they must not sell in order to keep. The spine that they're looking to create because the spine is the most important thing, especially in modern day football, where that is really what determines whether a team is going to be successful or not. So players such as Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, Andre Gomes, uh, I would also say to keep Ben Godfrey for sure. And I would also say to keep Alan and Dugure. I think that trio is something Everton should really look to build their team from. And because they continue to change the, the, the style and the ethos of the team continuously, it's difficult to know who's going to start for them every single game. Obviously, Rafa Benitez has his favorites, but I don't think his favorites are the best favorites to have. Let's just say that. Uh, I think he definitely needs to change that for sure. But when you look at um, the likes of Richarlison and Dominic Carvalhoen's combination, you know, you have, you can count on those two. You look at the three in the midfield that I just mentioned, you can count on those three and Godfrey for sure. Mikalenko will see what he can do with Nathan Patterson, who Everton also signed from Rangers this window as well. But overall, Everton will be looking to, get out of this 15th place position and what should he be looking to do for that from until now until the end of the season essentially everything should try to find a way to pick up some real rhythm and not be as inconsistent as they have been where they go one season being one of the underrated teams in the league to the next season being a team that could potentially get relegated and that possibility and that level or lack of consistency needs to be removed in order to get them a real consistent run and a real sense of togetherness and belief that they're not going to continue to finish one year in in sixth place and the next year in 16th place. Everything's next games in the Premier League are the following away to Norwich, which is a game that you would expect them to win at home to Villa, which will be a, definitely a be a banana skin, especially given the form that Aston Villa are currently on. And I think that Everton should look to model their uh, Villa structure and way of operating. Cause I think the way Villa are going about their business right now is it's, it's impeccable. It's absolutely incredible. With the signing of Digne and Coutinho coming in and I really think they're going to make a big difference when they play Manchester United. But back to Everton again, uh they have an FA Cup game against Brentford at home which is a game that they should really be looking to put everything into because I think a cup run would be perfect for the Everton faithful and to be able to give them the chance to get closer to FA Cup glory which like I said is the last trophy that they were able to accrue as a club so it would definitely be something they should take seriously then they have a game away against Newcastle and a game at home versus Leeds now, all the games I just read out are games that are definitely, I wouldn't say they're six-pointers per se, but based on their position at the table, you would think that. But they're games that that everything should really use to build some momentum and to build some belief. Because when you look at everything players, they look dejected, they look jaded, they look uninterested, a lot of them. Uh, and if certain players aren't playing, they don't play any type of game at all. They look like they're ready to, to lose before the game even started. And I think for everything in order to to get out of that is that need to kind of find a way to Nick. Points, but at the same time, they also need to find a way to perform better, because football, you can't just try to go based on the result. A lot of times the result is obviously what you want, but you need to focus on the performances and then look to combine them with the result. I think everything for too long have been so dedicated and. And focused on trying to get a result from a game as opposed to actually performing and playing well. Of course, football at the end of the day is meant for entertainment, meant for the fans to enjoy what they see. And as an Everton fan, I haven't, or not as an Everton fan myself, but Everton fans have said, and I've heard it many times, that they don't, they're not really impressed with the football they're getting all the time. It's, like I said, it looks very, uh, sometimes very, very slow, very passive, very, uh, I guess lethargic and and tired and and bored in a way, and I think everything when they have these players that like the Rich Allisons that are playing, like even the Awobi who I think is a player that everything could probably sell. But when you bring in Anthony Gordon, who bring some energy to the team. I think you look at the likes of Dukure, brings some energy to the team. These are the kind of guys that can give everything that spark and that belief. To go on a run in, in the next four or five games both in the cup and the premier league to really make a difference and do something because if they keep playing the way they're playing they're going to continue to spiral backwards and to go in the opposite direction towards becoming a bottom the bottom table club which is not something that they ever were considered as or would ever aspire to become obviously but um i hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you guys want any more, you let me know which team you want me to rescue next. Hopefully my rescue mission, you guys can agree that was it was good enough to rescue everything from the depths or the traps of relegation or the depths of, I guess, stagnation in the Premier League. So please let me know if you enjoyed it. I will be back again to do another one of these in the future and even add some new series with some, with some new people, new guests coming on. So stay tuned for that as well. But uh, thank you guys for listening. As I always say, enjoying the content, do not hesitate to leave a rating and a review. And please enjoy the rest of your day. Hey everyone, are you enjoying the content? Please be sure to leave a rating and a review and to check out my other episodes. If you're looking for more Steven Talk Soccer content, you can find me at STS Pod on Instagram, at Steve on Twitter, and at Steven Talk Soccer on TikTok. Become a consistent starter in the STS squad. <coughs>